Welcome to Channel One. All right, here it comes. Be ready. Switch controls to manual override. Welcome back to the Mikey Podcast. This is episode 34, and this episode is brought to you by my good friends over at higherelevation.com, delivering top shelf cannabis to the Sacramento and Bay Area. I love these people working on some really cool things for 2022. Uh, and I actually plan on having the owner on the show at some point to talk about California, the state, the regulations here. And how her company is working to educate communities on the benefit of cannabis and, and cannabis sales. Like I live in a pretty nice suburb and it's like all new homes with a stupid HOA and all that stuff. In our town, we can't have cannabis dispensaries. It doesn't make any sense. I don't understand why everyone here smokes. Like I'm not trying to brag or anything, but seriously, trust me, I'm way out of my league where I live, but it's a really nice area. And I just got lucky and found a place before prices went crazy. Uh, but we all smoke. Everybody smokes. And all the delivery places can legally deliver here. It's just, I don't understand why the city would want to miss out on the tax revenue. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And the tax revenue is insane. California needs to chill on these taxes, seriously. Uh, but that is for a future episode, so so we'll get into that another time. But for now, hit up higherelevation.com. Use promo code Mikey to get 20% off. Higherelevation.com, promo code Mikey. That'll get you 20% off of your delivery, and you'll be all set. That's the best way to listen to these podcasts, seriously. It's after you've had a little time with Higher Elevation to get elevated. I also want to thank everyone who's hitting that support the show button at MikeyPodcast.com. Dude, you guys, you have no idea how much that means to me. It makes a huge difference in me doing these podcasts and getting these things done. I can't even tell you how much that means to me. To see someone even just donate a dollar, like it, it just because they appreciate what I'm doing here. To me, it's like this makes it makes it all worth it. You know, because I do this. I spend my time doing this. I research things. I dig deep. I spend a lot of time. It's it's work. You know, it really is. So it's nice to see that you guys appreciate it and you're uh and you're paying for me. I love doing these podcasts and I your support helps keep everything free for now and, and having some sponsors and things like that. So if you could even even if you donated a dollar every time you listen to a podcast, that's dope. That's that's all I ask for. And so MikeyPodcast.com, hit that support button. Support in any way that you can. I appreciate you guys and everyone that has already supported. Holy shit, you're amazing. Thank you so much. Let's get on with the show. So much has happened with Jizz and her trial. Joe Rogan had a really interesting guest on his podcast. Uh, and everybody's favorite Transformer, Omicron, is dominating the news lately. Oh, yeah. And uh, lizard people. We're going to get to all that. Let's start off with a quick Gislaine Maxwell trial update. So the defense rested their case last week, and Giz didn't even take the stand. Seriously. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you if you haven't listened to any other past podcasts, you should go listen to them because I'm just calling her Jizz because that's her name now. It's gross, it's disgusting, but it's hilarious. So we're going to call her Jizz. So Jizz didn't take the stand in her own defense, citing that the federal prosecutors didn't prove enough beyond a reasonable doubt that she was guilty. So she was like, "Fuck it, I'm not going to get on the stand. I got nothing to say." And this was basically the only time she talked during the entire trial was to say, I'm not getting on a stand. But to me, the whole thing was rigged from the get-go. As I've said before, the fact that James Comey's daughter is the prosecutor should tell you everything you need to know about that. We're not going to dive, we're not going to get any more to that because I've said it multiple times. Again, go back, listen to past episodes so you can see what the hell I'm talking about. But nonetheless, we do need to stay on top of this case in case we get more details. So like I said, last week, the defense rested their case. They had a, a handful of different witnesses that, that took the stand. They had a former assistant for Jeffrey and Jizz, and they also had a false memories expert. Uh, and, and I said in past episode, I knew that they were going to do this. The goal was for them to try and make it seem like these girls were making things up, 
uh, and getting money for this stuff, creating false memories. We'll get into that in a second. First, let's talk about the former assistant who was put on the stand basically in a way to make Jeff and Jizz seem like they were okay people. Like they were easy to work for. They were they treated her well. She worked mostly for Jizz, but it was Jeffrey's company. So he was the one paying her. So that that's why they have it. They spent they with the same witness, they spent a lot of time talking about one particular witness that the defense had on the stand that went by the name of Jane. Not a real name, but we explained that in the last two episodes. We talked about her a few times, uh, and the abuse that she went through. She testified that Jane appeared to be eighteen years old. Okay. So uh, a lot of people look older than what they are. Just because someone appeared to be 18 doesn't mean that they're fucking 18. Okay. Now, remember, we have testimony from from one of Jeffrey Epstein's right-hand men, like the, the guy who was very, very close to him. He said that this girl looked like she was about 14 or 15 years old. So there's conflicting testimonies, of course. Uh, she went on and to, to present Jeffrey in a light that made him look like he was a generous person. Why? This is a jizz trial, not a Jeffrey trial, but whatever. She said that she never witnessed anything that would suggest either of them behaved inappropriately with underage girls. Well, sure, not everyone is going to witness child abuse. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes people don't see it because they don't even think about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like this lady was walking around looking to see if Jeffrey Epstein was getting hand jobs for underage girls while Jizz was sitting back with a dildo and watching. It's, people don't look for that type of shit. Nobody's looking for that. You know I mean, nobody expects that. So, of course, she didn't witness everything because they're not going to do that in front of everybody. It's so fucking stupid. Anyway, let's get to this doctor who's an expert on false memories. How could someone be an expert on this? I don't understand. You basically tell people what they remember didn't really happen and convince them it's true? Okay. I mean, doesn't that seem a little bit shady to you? It kind of does to me. What if it really did happen? And what if you're just really good at convincing people that they're making shit up? I mean, you could be, right? Seems, it just seems like a load of crap to me. I'm not, look, I'm not saying that false memories aren't true. Seriously, if you go all the way back to episode three of the Mikey podcast, I talk about Mandela effect and false memories. That stuff is real. It's, it's pretty interesting. But to say that someone created a false memory of being raped with a dildo by two people and having other people claim similar situations is a bit of a stretch, in my opinion. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'd remember if someone shoved a dildo up my ass or not. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I can create that memory out of nothing. But what do I know? You know what I'm saying? I'm not an expert. Fuck, I don't, know. I don't know shit about false memories. I just have common sense. But this lady took the stand and talked about how humans can be exposed to misinformation about an event in the fact uh, or after the fact, after some sort of traumatic thing happened to them, incorporate that into the memory and making it inaccurate. She says even traumatic experiences can be subject to post-event suggestion that can exaggerate, distort, or change the memory, this lady said. Okay, like I said, while having a dildo shoved up your ass by two adults would definitely be traumatic, I don't personally believe that it didn't, that if it didn't happen, you would have a memory of it happening. I don't think anybody can come over to me and suggest that memory to me or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think, like, I just wouldn't make that up. I don't know. What, what do I know? Again, I'm not a professional. I have no fucking idea. But these people remember it so vividly, like it really happened. And other people experience the same thing. But again, I refer you to episode three of this podcast and the Mandela effect. False memories do happen. And according to the people that don't want you to believe you live in the matrix, the same false memories can happen to a lot of people at the same time. Okay, sure. Whatever you say. But here's the thing about this fucking doctor. All right. 
she's been a defendant. She's been a defendant witness and testified in another, not just one, but multiple very high profile cases. I'm going to call out one specifically because it matters here. Harvey fucking Weinstein. Yes, the disgraced Hollywood movie producer who allegedly raped about a billion women in Hollywood. Yeah, she testified in his defense. Okay, she even wrote a book called Witness for the Defense. The fuck? This bitch is a paid witness. She charges like $600 an hour to be on your defense. I mean, she's full of shit. Complete shit, in my opinion. I mean, I think I think it's safe to say allegedly, or I think I have to say that, actually. I think I have to say allegedly, or in my opinion, so I don't get sued or something. Like, I can't prove she's literally full of shit, like has shit inside of her. I mean, everybody kind of does, but she's not, she can't be full to the brim of it. I can't prove that. So by saying she's allegedly full of shit, or... In my opinion, she's full of shit. I can't really be sued because if I say it without that, she can sue me. So I don't know. But in my opinion, I think she's full of shit. Plus, have you seen her? God, she looks like she might actually be full of literal shit. <laughs> she is not a nice looking lady. I'm just saying. No, I, seriously, she probably eats babies. Actually, now that I think about it, she probably doesn't eat babies. You know, when I look at her, because people who eat babies tend to have nice skin. For the most part, they look kind of good. And like Hollywood, the elites, you know, they eat babies. They rub baby juice all over their faces and stuff. This lady looks like maybe years, well, like years of coffee and cigarettes and McDonald's will do to you, you know? Like if I didn't know any better, she, it's, if I just looked at her, I would think she sounded like one of Marge, Simpson's, Marge Simpson's sisters. Or maybe she had like a tracheotomy. I have false memories. You, 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 you made that up. Nobody put a dildo in your ass. You made that up. She probably sounds like that. I, she doesn't. But if I knew, if I had never heard her voice before, I would just, anyway, you know, you get what I'm saying. She's an ugly lady and she sucks. And her testimony is bullshit. In my opinion. <laughs> there were also some, uh, some other, like I had mentioned before, there was supposed to be some really high profile witnesses to take the stand. Like, and they wanted to be remain, they wanted to remain anonymous. So they didn't want to get on the stand and use the real name because it, they didn't want people to know that they were defending Jeffrey Epstein and his, and his pedophile girlfriend, allegedly, or alleged pedophile. So you know, fuck you. You're, you're, all, you're both pieces of shit. Well, the judge was like, no, nah, fuck you. If you're not, not going to use your name, you ain't going to understand. It is what it is. So the judge denied that. Uh, there was a couple other witnesses that didn't even show up. One ignored the subpoena altogether. And then uh, when defense tried to get the judge, they filed a motion for to have a delay of trial. The judge was like, nah, ain't going to happen either. Another witness said that they would plead the fifth, so they didn't put them on the stand. And a third witness, who was going to actually testify via video link, was unable because so supposedly there were some technical problems. So at this point, the defense's case seems to be based on a woman who didn't see anything and a crazy lady. Okay. But that's not all because there were other witnesses. There's a this is some kind of reputable witnesses, I guess. Not some lady, some crazy lady that you pay six hundred dollars an hour to come over and tell you that people are making up uh, memories. Here's our FBI agents. So a couple FBI agents took the stand. Um, basically, according to these the, the agents, two of the witnesses had actually told them different stories than what they had said when they were on the stand. So one had testified in 2006 that Carolyn, one of the witnesses on the prosecution side that she uh, she found Jeffrey Epstein's phone number in a phone book herself and he called her back not Maxwell painting the picture or trying to show that that Maxwell had nothing there was no sex trafficking there was nothing like that she was trying to hook hook him up with minors showing that Jeffrey did that on his own another agent testified that Jane uh you know the fake name 
but a different witness, told her that she was unsure if Maxwell had ever called her to set an appointment. Now, on the stand, she said that she did, so I guess that's up to the jury to figure out. But also, remember, these two witnesses that they're trying to say, you know, said this back in 2006 or whatever, these two witnesses were very vividly painted a picture of what happened to them in the it, when, while they were with Jeffrey and Jizz, Okay. You go back and listen to the other episodes. I didn't get too graphic, but you get the idea. Um, a former girlfriend of Jeff's took the stand basically to show that she never thought he was inappropriate or saw anything inappropriate with him. Um, she she had a younger daughter. She said she trusted him with him. They had a good relationship, so it is what it is. She testified that she never had any weird sex with him either. What? <laughs> okay, what, is, what the fuck? What's that got to do with it? Maybe that's because she wasn't into weird shit. Or maybe he didn't want to have weird sex with you. I mean, what does that got to do with anything? I'm sure, listen, I'm sure in your life, you've had different different types of sex with different people. You've had weirder sex with others. You know, some people have matching sexualities. Others don't. Just because she wasn't rubbing down minors with this piece of shit doesn't mean he didn't do it. Honestly. But I get what they're trying to do. Obviously, defense has to do whatever they can to, to make these people look like they weren't the pieces of shit that they really are. So good luck with that. But honestly, that's about it. Like, literally, nothing else interesting enough went down. I mean, there was obviously other questions and stuff, but you get the gist of it. The defense then rested its case, and closing arguments begin today. If you're listening in the future, they have started on Monday. What is what would Monday the 20th? So I don't know. Whatever fucking day you're listening, it already happened. There may already be an update. That's crazy, though. That a trial that that they talked and expected to to go on for maybe a month or I mean for six eight weeks, just on the prosecution side. Two weeks later, it's basically you know done. Anyway, can I give you my prediction on this? I'm sure I've already said this, but just in case. But if not, I, I want to get it out there. She'll be found guilty. I think she's going to be found guilty, and she will take the fall for Jeffrey and all of his elite friends and everybody, for the most part. People who just watch the news, people just only read headlines will be satisfied. Or at least everyone will move on and forget about it. Not people like me, though. You know, it's just basically the same thing like with Harvey Weinstein. He's going to take the fall for every, every Hollywood elite piece of shit. There's plenty of other ones that are out there doing the exact same thing that he did and still do it. And people who, who, who were raping children with Jeffrey Epstein and, and Jizz that should go down as well in my opinion, but they won't because these two pieces of shit are going to take the fall for everybody else. And like I said, everyone will forget about it. I guess we'll just have to see what happens though. Maybe I, hopefully I'm wrong. I hope that I am, but that's where we are right now in the jizz trial. So there's your jizz update. There'll be more, maybe that maybe later in the week, but maybe next week, but that's all I got with the jizz, but there's a lot more to get to. Let's move on to something as equally stupid in case you were tired of wearing a stupid mask everywhere you go, just get fucking used to it. Okay, the control conditioning continues with a new statewide indoor mask mandate here in California, citing a sharp increase in COVID-19 infections since Thanksgiving. Californians, regardless of vaccination status, will be required to wear a mask at all indoor public settings. Because, because... According to officials, about half of the state already lives in a county with mask mandates anyway, so they figured, fuck it, let's just make the whole state do it. It makes sense, you know, because, well, it, uh, it may, because, the th- you know, because the, the science shows that, we well, no, it doesn't actually. 
but if you if you wear if you wear mask and it say it protects me from what I, you know what because they said so that's why all right so you do what you're told and you wear the damn mask if you don't wear the mask you'll not we'll never get out of this if you don't get vaccinated we're never going to get out of this if you don't get the booster shot we're never going to get out of this all right if you don't blindly trust what they tell you we're never going to get out of this do you understand so it's much easier it's so much easier to just do what you're told it's just blindly just don't give a fuck you do what you're told right fuck that man fuck that yeah, I'll just wear a mask and get vaccinated. I don't want any confrontation. I don't want to answer questions. I don't even know enough about anything to answer any questions. I'll just put the fucking mask on and get vaccinated. I'll do what I'm told. God, don't be dumb. Come on, please don't be dumb. If you listen to this podcast, you you you, you know enough. All right. If you haven't got, got, gone back to at least episode 13 and caught up to here, you need to go do that because then you will know enough to understand that you don't need to be doing this. That is fucking stupid. If you still continue to comply after listening to all that shit, you're the reason we're never going to get out of this. You're the reason we still have to do this. I've proven it multiple times that fighting back actually works. And if we just stop letting them control us, we win. And yes, this is a fight. Okay, we're fighting for our basic human rights to live freely and choose what goes in and out of our bodies without fucking coercion, and we will win. It's going to take some time, and I honestly, I hope so, but I feel like we will. Right now, I feel like we're struggling a little bit, though, because it's hard to get people to wake the fuck up, especially here in California. God, this state's so stupid. The state is even recommending not forcing yet anyone who travels outside of the state and returns to be tested for COVID. I remember when they did that before. It didn't make any fucking difference. You know what I'm saying? Like the, 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 let me just give you an example here real quick. The NHL, which is like a, almost 100% vaccinated. The NFL, NFL which is a 95% vaccinated. MLB, the NBA, all these are in, in 95% or more vaccinated and they are having outbreaks left and right. Vaccinated people are getting COVID like crazy. And you can't blame the unvaccinated people when everybody that's vaccinated is getting it. It's fucking stupid. People just get it. Everyone's going to get it. Whether you're vaccinated or not, you're going to get it. Okay, clearly. By the time, you need to understand that if you take this vaccine, what it's doing to you, all it's doing is keeping you out of the hospital. Maybe, but that's all. Maybe. If you want to take it, go ahead. I mean, that's cool. That's your choice. I don't care. But but that same, I should get that same respect from everybody else. I just don't understand why people aren't, aren't figuring this out. They say that, that there's been a 47% increase in COVID rates. Well, yeah. That's because you're scaring the shit out of everyone into getting tested again. So test rates have gone up. Are you not seeing this cycle? Rates go down mainly because people are not testing anymore because people start getting comfortable with things. Then all of a sudden a new variant comes out and people start testing again and rates go up. In turn, justifying their stupid masks and justifying their stupid vaccines and justifying their stupid boosters and whatever other bullshit they're going to try and pull on us. The great reset, vaccine passports and whatever else. All that shit's coming, people. So why do we continue to trust these people? Why? We've been lied to over and over and over again. They've been busted over and over and over again, yet yet we continue to let them just get away with it. Now I sound like a fucking crazy person talking about them. They. Who are they? Them. Those people. These people. I mean, I'm talking about people on TV, the talking heads on TV, the, the media, the verified accounts that only tell you approved talking points, the government officials who all stand to gain financially and politically by controlling the narrative and controlling you. Maybe we should look at other sources of information maybe we should dig a little further for information see the thing is is that most people won't do that and those people controlling the narrative know that so people are busy 
People have jobs, people have kids, people have bills, people have other stress in their life. And when they actually do have time away from all their other bullshit and stress, they're just, they just want to be numb and dumb themselves down with some TV shows, eat some fast food, maybe drink a little bit, smoke a little weed, play a video game and just, or mindlessly scroll social media. And I don't fucking blame them because life is bullshit. Life isn't easy for most people. Life is hard. So who the fuck, when they have free time, wants to sit down and dig into it to find out what kind of lies we've been told for the last two years or even longer? I'll tell you who, me, <laughs> because that's the type of person I am. So when I talk about like other sources of information and you should dig a little further to get to, to have all the information and then you can make an educated decision as opposed to just making a decision because somebody told you to. Have you ever heard of Dr. Peter McCullough? At the beginning of the pandemic, Dr. Peter McCullough advocated for early treatments, including, don't wig out, hydroxychloroquine. He criticized the response of the National Institutes of Health, the FDA. Um, He dissented from public recommendations. And according to some people, the talking heads, the media that I just mentioned, he contributed to COVID-19 misinformation, which is complete bullshit, actually. People completely wrote this dude off because he said, because he was said to be spreading misinformation. There's a reason why people said that. And I'll get to that here in a few minutes in the podcast. You're going to hear, I have actual proof that what, like from Fauci and his bosses, what they wrote back and forth in order to bring this information down to prevent this information from spreading. Just hear me out here. Okay. People completely wrote this guy off. Which is just basic misinformation. What is a misinformation? Basically, misinformation is information people who who gain from the pandemic don't want you to know. They they really don't because there's a lot of information out there that you're not getting. There's there there's a lot more to why people have discredited this man. But as it turns out, he was right. See, the reason why I say this because you may you're going to get his name, Peter McCall, and you're going to go dig and you're going to find what Google shows you as opposed to maybe what DuckDuckGo might show you. So you just got to make sure you're digging for this stuff because there's a lot of information out there about him. So anyway, this doctor, Peter McCollum, he was writing a lot of things. And he was just on the Joe Rogan podcast the other day. It was fucking fascinating. You should go listen to it and then tell everyone you know, your family, your friends, everybody listen to it. But be warned before you go and listen to it. Before you go over there and you look at it and be like, holy fuck, it's a three hour long podcast. So that's, who has that kind of time? You know what I mean? Like that's a hell of a time investment. So if you have three hours to sit down and listen to this guy or even break it up in a little in in sections, I highly recommend it. But I'm a huge nerd, so I listen to all of it from beginning to end. And I'm going to give you some of the highlights of the things that I found pretty interesting. And maybe that'll maybe that will lead for you, lead you to uh, to go dig a little bit and get some information for yourself. So here, first of all, Peter McCall, he is a very well don't believe the hype. He is a very well respected doctor. Don't let the media try to fool you about him. He is the most cited, most published, and most well-known doctor in his field, cardiology. Seriously. He's a practicing internist, cardiologist, and epidemiologist. He's a chief medical advisor for the Truth for Health Foundation. He's the editor of multiple medical journals. Like I said, this dude is fucking legit. Now listen. He said that from the outset of the pandemic, from the very beginning, there were a number of sinister ways doctors worldwide were restricted from prescribing hydroxychloroquine, even though the science shows that it is an effective early treatment for COVID-19 patients. So when I say early treatment, I'm talking before the hospital. If you, if you feel sick, you start treatment. 
I've said this a thousand times. So many other doctors have said this as well. I'm not a fucking doctor, but I mean, if you read the information, you can see that there's plenty of research that shows if you start early treatment, you're better off. Anyway, he uh, he explained that there were that early on in the pandemic, the U.S. had the right idea and stockpiled hydroxychloroquine like tons of it, only later to refuse to release of it. Millions of doses of, uh, that were stockpiled, they refused to release it. And at the same time, France redesignated hydroxychloroquine from an over-the-counter drug to prescription only, making it much more difficult for people to use. Then, also at the same time, in Australia, doctors who used their best judgment and prescribed hydroxychloroquine at the beginning uh, when, when people started to feel sick to treat COVID patients, patients were, tr- were threatened with jail Okay, they were threatening to be thrown in jail so they and, and have their license removed. And then there's one other thing during all this time when all that was happening, the world's largest hydroxychloroquine manufacturing facility mysteriously burnt down. All of this is you. This is you can easily fact check. All this is all real. Okay, so he said it seems to him. Well, here's his exact quote. It seems to me early on that there was an intentional, very comprehensive suppression of early treatment in order to promote fear, suffering, isolation, hospitalization, and death. And it was completely organized and and intentional in order to create acceptance for and then promote mass vaccination. That's what's happening right fucking now. This is a doctor who has no stake in the pandemic. He's not he's not making money off hydroxychloroquine or or ivermectin or any of that. He just wants the shit to end and for people to get better. He talked a little bit of why so many other how so few other medical professionals were willing to speak up. He said that they're under mass formation psychosis, meaning that the covid fear-mongering and propaganda has placed almost their entire profession field in a state of irrational complacency. That's just a nice way of saying brainwashed. But I've been saying that for a while. People get so mad at me. Oh, call me fucking brainwashed. I'm just doing what's right. Sure you are. You're just doing what you think is right because you're too lazy to research anything else. Or because you just want an echo chamber and the only place that you research stuff is where places where people agree with what you're saying. See, I try to do it all. I, I'm not saying vaccines are bad. I know exactly what the vaccine does. And if, you, if you're an old elderly person or if you have... Uh, other health underlying health issues you should probably get vaccinated and you should also probably wear a mask and you should also probably not leave the house that often until things die down that's all i'm saying some of the other things he touched on were that it shouldn't be about vaccines versus treatment like i said it should be about both he talked about how important pre-hospital treatment is again when you start to feel sick you start to treat it he showed studies that prove we can reduce the risk and hospitalization of death without a vaccine even more, he discussed that the, the the suppression of data and information when it comes to the spread of COVID, the vaccine will not stop you from spreading it. It will not. He talks about that. He talks about viral loads in in the, in the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated, how they're essentially the same. He, he talked about spike proteins and how we aren't being the tr- being told the truth about them. The pharmaceutical funded research being cited by the media and CDC says that the spike proteins stay in your system for forty eight hours. Well, that's not true. There's plenty of research that shows it stays 15 days, 30 days, and now up to 15 months. Now, this isn't in all cases, okay, but in enough cases that we should be discussing the dangers of it. It's important that we look at all the data, not just the data they want us to see. The reason why this is important, because they're pushing boosters on us after every six months. Okay, if we if we have spike proteins built up, spike protein build up in our bodies, you know where it goes? It goes straight to your heart and it causes a multitude of problems. 
Listen, if you Google this information, you aren't going to get all the good studies. You really, you aren't going to get all the studies is what I'm saying. You're going to get what Google spoon feeds you. Okay. You need to use another search engine like DuckDuckGo and could then compare. I'm saying get all the research and compare it all. You just, you got to get other research that isn't paid for by Pfizer, you know, or that it, that doesn't have anything to do with Pfizer. But I can't even begin to explain to you how much information is being suppressed. Okay, I'm telling you this stuff because I think it's extremely important that you listen to this podcast, this episode of Joe Rogan. You ha- you should really go listen to it. Okay, this doctor explains everything so eloquently. He makes it so easy to understand. And he's a very, very smart dude. So please listen to it. Joe Rogan podcast with Dr. Peter McCullough. Okay, I just, I, I really think it's important that you do. If you're going to trust the government and and uh, pharmaceutical companies, why can't you just take the time and, and, and listen to another doctor? Okay, I'm just so confused as to to when Americans all of a sudden decided that to, to trust the government and fucking drug companies. It doesn't make any sense. It's the same same companies that caused the opioid pandemic, the same companies that have been sued for millions and millions of dollars for lying and misrepresenting data and flubbing data and paying for results that they wanted. Same companies, and you trust these people. So if you do, then that's fine. Because they, they do create a lot of medicines that do good for humanity. But you should research this stuff. Like, are we going to let them lock us down again over this variant that isn't killing anyone? Are you going to allow that? Because that's a rumor that's coming out of Washington right now. Well, maybe not full-blown lockdown, but Biden plans to address the nation to add to the fear. He will have a stark warning for those who remain unvaccinated. Right now on the White House, whitehouse.gov, there's a quote that says, We are intent in not letting Omicron, Omicron disrupt work and school for the vaccinated you've done the right thing and we will get through this for the unvaccinated you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves your family and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm boom boom fucking that's on the white house website and then we're gonna hear dumbass fucking biden come up and start talking shit too like seriously dude man shut up dude Honestly, go fuck yourself, you old, senile child sniffer. Nobody likes you. I can't find a single person who actually likes Joe Biden. People who voted for him don't even like him. Have you seen your approval ratings, dude? Have you? Do you think that coming on and calling the unvaccinated, saying this is this is this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, telling the unvaccinated they're going to die, is helping you? You're making it worse. You're spreading fear, you old, old man. Dude, you pooped your pants. Okay, you farted. In front of like royalty, you pooped your pants in front of in front of the Pope. You came speak right. Jesus Christ! Do you know? I I wonder if he knows if Biden knows the stuff we people say about him. Like, come on, Brandon, let's go, Brandon. But he's good. He loves spreading fear, and fear was spreading fear was all over the news this week. It was like it was a coordinated effort to try and scare the shit out of every person who's already masked and vaccinated. I say that because the unmasked and unvaccinated out there just, just raw dog on life, not giving a fuck, living it up. We don't care. But when you when you start to talk about Omicron and all these other things, the masked and vaccinated start to freak out. But it happened just like when Omicron hit. There was a coordinated media effort to scare you. Fucking Omicron. Sounds like a damn transformer. Coming soon to a theater near you. Transformers 3. Omicron versus Delta Megatron. Will they fight? Or combine forces to create the ultimate variant? Okamatron! <sighs> Rated R for stupidity and brainwashing. Seriously, I just... 
if you, if you read or watched any news this week, it was Omicron this, COVID that, wear a mask. Shit is getting canceled again. The Rockets, the Rockets, not the Rockets, the Rockets in, in New York City, they canceled their, their Christmas Spectacular. Broadway's canceling shows. SNL was almost already canceled. Uh, concerts all over the country are being canceled. There was, there was a whole bunch of things being canceled. But my point is fear. <laughs> Be afraid. Get tested. Get vaccinated. And then they say now, if you get if you get COVID after you get vaccinated, you have super immunity. But only after you get vaccinated, super immunity. What the fuck is that? Like immunity, but with a cape. The same breakthrough cases are now giving you super immunity. This is fucking stupid. First of all, we need to stop calling them breakthrough cases because no matter what, what your chances of getting COVID remain exactly the same with or without a vaccine. And hell of people I know that are vaccinated are getting COVID. The people that aren't vaccinated aren't getting it. What the fuck? It's not a breakthrough case. It's just you have COVID. It is what it is. Secondly, if you're generally healthy, I'm going to throw this out there. Hate on me all you want to. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's better off to get COVID. I'm not telling you to get it. I'm just saying, you know, maybe research it. Also, don't fall for these vaccinated politicians and celebrities that are getting COVID. Listen, the point they're going to try to make is that they're happy they were vaccinated because it could have been much worse for them. So go get your boosters and go get vaccinated because you could get Omicron and, and you don't want to go to, to the, the hospital. You know, Omicron doesn't put people in a hospital because Omicron is a much weaker variant than all the other ones. It just spreads better because that's what viruses do. They get weaker, but spread easier. Two clicks on Google will fucking show you that. I'm not even a scientist and I know this. That's backed up fucking printed peer studied bullshit. <laughs> so dumb. But that's what I think they're going to do. That's, you know, all these politicians over just the past weekend. It was like people at SNL. Uh, are, uh, everyone at SNL got sick. NFL, NBA, politicians, all these people coming out. I got COVID, but I'm vaccinated and boosted, so I'm good. Idiot. But they're going to use that to push the boosters. It's just my opinion. That's what I think is going to happen. But really, we have no reason to fear this shit. Okay? Just stay healthy. Get some sun. Wash your hands. Take your vitamins. And if by chance you start to feel sick, treat it. Treat it at home. Call your doctor. Ask for some hydroxychloroquine. Ask for some ivermectin. And if they won't give it to you, find a doctor that will. If it doesn't work in a day, in a couple of days, and you start to get more sick, then go to the hospital. And then they can start to treat you from there. Because there's just so many easy ways and affordable ways that you can treat this before going to the hospital and bogging down the hospital system. Because that's what they say they're so worried about. All you unvaccinated people going to the hospital and bogging down the hospital system. Although I haven't seen that happen anywhere, but maybe in some cases it has. I can't say around here it has. But, you know, you read news stories that it has. My girlfriend works for the one of the hospital systems here in California. They're not canceling surgeries or anything. I know that. So that's a sign, a sign that things are fine. But they would never tell you the truth because they want to hide that from you. That's all they ever want to do is hide stuff. Not like this. Not sure if you saw this, just but just on Friday, the House Select Subcommittee on the pandemic released some emails. This is what I was talking about a couple minutes ago that show Fauci and his bosses wanted a quote Quick, devastating takedown of health experts who opposed lockdown measures from the beginning and promoted hydroxychloroquine. What? You mean to tell me that the doctor that I was talking about in the Joe Rogan podcast, Peter McCullough, wasn't lying? No way. Kind of weird how he did that podcast and then these uh, these emails came out at the end of the day. But anyway, the emails will be linked in the description here so you can read them all yourself. But I'll give you a gist of it. 
The ultimate goal was to stop the spread of the Great Barrington Declaration, the GBD, which basically talks about uh, early treatments and um, how bad actually locking people down and keeping them inside would actually be for this type of pandemic. Uh, It says... they say that when the GBD was released, Fauci and others worked together to discredit three doctors who are getting a lot of attention from this. These doctors were telling the truth about early treatments and any lockdown measures. You can see it in the emails. They were coordinated efforts with Fauci and the media to stop the spread of this information. It's actually kind of crazy what happened and how they went back and forth. And, and I, I just it's it's almost insane to me that they thought putting this in email was was safe. Because it's it's clear that they they, were, they conspired together to to prevent this information from getting out to the public, information that would have been very fucking helpful at the beginning of the pandemic, preventing the American public and the world from seeing it. And if they did see it, they were hoping that Fauci and what was put in the media discrediting the information, they would have already have seen that anyway. So they would just would ignored the the GBD. Go ahead, read the emails for yourself. It's kind of fucking crazy. It's, it actually pisses me off. Now, I could go on and on and on about this bullshit in the news this week because there was a lot of it, but I've gone on long enough. But there's something you need to know is these people are fucking lying to you. They're definitely lying to you. Now, let's dive into something a little different. One of my favorite things to do is read and dive down the rabbit hole on conspiracies and weird shit and shit like the news doesn't talk about or just weird stuff because I like weird things. So I kind of want to do that a little bit more in each episode. So and and maybe eventually there'll be some exclusive subscriber content coming soon based on that whole type of thing. But this is kind of an idea of what I might be doing. So, so let's kind of just dive down the rabbit hole and see what we can find. How about lizard people? <laughs> you no, know, no, seriously, lizard people. I bring this up because I joke about lizard people all the time. I, I talk about the royals being lizard people. The Queen of England, she's definitely a fucking lizard. Just look at her. She's clearly a lizard. I don't. Know, it's, not, it's not like I have a picture right here that you can see. Again, another thing that might be coming soon is video stuff too. So stick around for that. But just imagine the Queen of England, and she's a lizard. Uh, but the, for those of you that don't know, according to this theory, this theory, the like the elites of the world, the movers and shakers around the world, Oscar winner a- actors, Grammy winning singers, corporate executives, politicians, royal family, the Pope, all these people, they're all actually extraterrestrial reptilian humanoids. That are capable of shape-shifting. This is true. It's a thousand percent true, a hundred percent not true. I don't know if it's true. It could be true. Probably not, though. It is humanoids. They eat flesh. They drink blood. They're responsible for a great deal of tragedy throughout history among among us regular humans. This is everything's their fault. Everything that's ever gone wrong ever in history is the fault of the, the reptiles. You don't believe me? Well, hear me out here. <laughs> I know, that sounds crazy. Uh, for, for example, the Oklahoma City bombing, the Holocaust, 9-11, all that because of reptiles. And this theory comes from the this this new age philosopher dude named David Icke. Or Ick. Is it Ick? Is it Ike? It's Icky. Whatever it is. Apparently, this guy is well known for being crazy and also wearing turquoise, and which is odd, and also uh, wanting to be addressed as the son of God. He wants people to say, hey, son of God, how are you? Like, hey, what's up, man? What's up, son of God? How you doing? I, I don't know. Like, how do you do that? Is it, do you not ever call him by his name name? It's always just son of God. That's a little, that's fucking crazy. It's kind of an oddball, but okay. So I was looking into this dude 
is because because of the whole reptile thing. And actually, as I was as I was like researching him, I learned that he is forever permanently banned from Twitter, which I think is hilarious. So that automatically makes me a little bit more interested too, because anybody who's kicked off Twitter forever is is crazy or a, a Donald Trump supporter. So I find that entertaining. Uh, so I had to dig a little bit further. He what used to be a broadcaster. He was a broadcaster for soccer, and now he's the son of God. So congratulations on the upgrade. He thinks he's the son of God because he's predicted shit. Now I'm just going to give you some of the information. You can listen to it for entertainment purposes, or you can go digging if you want to. I'm not trying to debunk anything. I'm not trying to prove anything. Actually, I'm just here for fun. So I'm going to lay it all out there for you. You could do it. I'm lay it down. You pick it up. Do whatever you want with it. Okay. So here it goes. One of the worst things that has ever happened in the United States is the Sandy Hook shooting. There's no doubt about that. I'll never forget that day. My daughter was only about five months at the, uh, old at the time. I, my boys were teenagers. And, you know, I was working in Boston. And everybody at the radio station was was devastated. It was a really hard day when this happened, when this news broke. I mean, kind of hit home. All of us pretty much had kids and everything. So it was just, it was, it hit home. Uh, and it was kind of close to us too, you know. But earlier that same year, David amazingly predicted that there would be a wave of shootings across the U.S. Then Sandy Hook happened, followed by the uh, Aurora Theater shooting, then an Oak Creek shooting, and then a shooting in Minneapolis. Like, okay, so there's one thing. Uh, in, in 1999, he predicted that the biggest terrorist attack in U.S. history would happen. He said that sometime between 2000 and 2002, the U.S. would suffer a major attack in a large city. What happened? 9-11 happened. Uh, he talked about Jimmy, I think I think he says his name is Seville or Saville. Google this guy. Jimmy, S-A-V-I-L-E. David was the first to expose this dude's sick and twisted lifestyle. Seriously, this guy was a pedophile. who was in necrophilia who, who has been said to have been connected to providing underage children to people in Hollywood. Whoa, dude. Uh, he also wrote about Ted Heath, the pedophile prime minister in the 1970s. Google all this stuff. You can you can find all this. Maybe use DuckDuckGo just because Google's weird. But either way, it's going to come up. I, I used Google. So, but it's just, it's your choice. But another thing that seems to be coming true right now that he's talked about in the past, uh, and I know this is going to sound kind of crazy, uh, and, don't, and don't write it off real quick. And I'm going to say a word that people just immediately go, okay, what the fuck ever. Microchips. I know. Sounds crazy, but listen, listen, I'm not going to get too far into this. It's not that nuts. Uh, so before you jump on the Mikey is crazy train, you should know that countries around the world are currently testing vaccine passports in the form of microchips. That is really happening. You can, you can, you can Google that. You can duck, duck, go that. That's real. But he went, took it one step further and talked about microchips being implanted into babies. That's look, we're, people are fighting against these microchips. I don't think that's ever going to happen. But it has potential, you know what I mean? The, the pandemic has brought in a lot of things that we never thought would ever happen. So with the pandemic, maybe it could. It, we could be headed in that direction, but hopefully that never, never happens. But those are just a few things that he's kind of predicted and talked about in the past. I'm just, I'm putting it out there so you can see that guy does have some credibility, not to be called the son of fucking God or whatever, but that's insane. Uh, but back to the shape-shifting reptiles. He wasn't the first person to talk about reptilians if you ever googled any of this you would see he this can actually all be connected to atlantis and lemuria it, uh, and even a story in 1929 called the shadow kingdom it was it was probably the first time uh like reptilians and dragon men were talked about as having once ruled earth there were also um serpent men who could shapeshift now this story was fiction 
okay? And this fiction most likely also led to the writing of the Emerald Tablets, which were supposedly written by Thoth, the Atlantis priest king. I like the Emerald Tablets. If you have not read that, I totally think you should. It's it's fascinating. And even just learning about Thoth is fascinating. Atlantis is also fascinating. I don't know what's real, what's not, but there's a lot of evidence that says that it's real, but there's also no solid evidence. You know what I mean? But it's pretty inter- interesting. And you can take some of the stuff from the, the Emerald Tablets and actually apply it to your life. It's fascinating. You should read that. Uh, but all this kind of le- led David Ike to his ideas. You know what I mean? But he kind of just accumulated all these things, all these different writings and created those, his own thing. Seriously, 1999, he wrote a book, I believe it's called The uh, the Biggest Secret. It basically takes everything someone else already wrote about and turned it into shape-shifting reptiles. That's that's pretty much it. Like the Bush family, the Royals, the Rothschilds. He he connected all that with you know the Emerald Tablets and uh, the Shadow Kingdom. And he c- combined all that and created lizard people. So the world is run by lizard people. Is it? I don't know. Probably. Probably not. Maybe. Who knows? I don't fucking know. Because honestly, the Bush family, like the Bush family is definitely 100%. Probably not. Maybe. Who? For sure. Probably. Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. Look at them. They look crazy. They look like lizards. Look at George Bush. He looks like he could eventually, he could look like he could be a lizard. Like he looks like he's wearing a human suit. You know what I mean? Like he is a lizard. I would think, look at, or let's talk about the Queen of England. I already brought her up. She looks like she's wearing a human suit. Who else looks like they're wearing human suits? Every, almost every politician out there. Everybody's a lizard. Probably not, but who knows? It's fun to talk about. I know I'm weird, right? You think I'm weird on my podcast? You should follow me on social media. It's a good time. Make sure you go to MikeyPodcast.com. Follow me on Instagram and all the socials, all that other stuff. Uh, you know, like I said, it, it's a good time. And I like to post really stupid things. God, can you believe that Christmas is almost here? How's that crazy? I just went from lizard people to Christmas. That's the way my brain works. It's got to be weird for you listening to this. Like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? He was just talking about lizards and now Christmas. Well, Christmas is only a couple days away. I think I got to do it. I did a Thanksgiving special. I think I got to do a Christmas special. I really do. Like We all know the story of Jesus and how he was born in a barn. Three wise men followed a star. They brought him fucking gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Myrrh. It's so stupid. What even is myrrh? And she was, his mom was a virgin and there was like sheep and shit everywhere. Goats. Joseph standing in the back like, what the fuck, dude? We didn't even have sex. How's this happen? Now I'm a dad? Fuck. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Is that a true story though? Probably not. Maybe. What about the pagans? What'd they have to do with Christmas? That's fun. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm going to answer all those questions and, uh, and we'll do a little special Mikey podcast coming up this week. We're going to ruin Christmas for you. Fun. Why not, right? So get ready for that. Uh, but the best way to be prepared for that is go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so you can get the notification of a new episode. Uh, also, if if you like the show, I'm giving you, can you hit that support button, mikeypodcast.com, donate whatever, a buck. I mean, there's a bunch of predetermined amounts out there for you if you want to do that too, but there, you could just, you could put 50 cents in there if you want, whatever. I just think it's really cool. It shows me that you appreciate uh, what I'm doing here. So if you can, mikeypodcast.com, tap the support button and be sure to give five, uh, five stars, thumbs up, all that good stuff. And the best way, remember, the best way to listen to the Mikey podcast is after you've had a special delivery from higherelevation.com, use promo code Mikey for 20% off, higherelevation.com. They got high quality cannabis delivered right to your house, NorCal, Bay Area, Sacramento area, all over, higherelevation.com, promo code Mikey for 20% off. All right, I'll be back later this week to ruin Christmas for you, so you're welcome for that, but make sure you hit, you're going to definitely want the higher elevation stuff. 
before that episode. Okay, thanks for listening, guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye. The Mikey Podcast. Ladies, have you been led astray? Did you diddle where maybe you shouldn't have dabbled? Have you been unfaithful to your husband, wife, partner, main squeeze? Well, there's a judgment-free podcast just for you. Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, hosted by Rebecca Adams, tells the stories of these women from their perspective, anonymously and without judgment. I met the first man I had an emotional affair with online. He was far away, but he provided me with all of the emotional validation that my marriage was lacking. The first time we talked, he showed an interest in me as a person. It was refreshing. If you need to come clean, get it off your chest, confess your sins with no Hail Marys required, then Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is the podcast for you. And remember, it's completely anonymous and judgment-free. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe today.